Welcome to Podcasting for Introverts. I'm Julia Levine, aka The Podcast Teacher. I'm a fellow introvert, entrepreneur, and educator. If you want to start a podcast and expand your reach without social media, this is the show for you. Let's get started. Hey, hey, and welcome back. I am so thrilled to share a conversation with you today that I had with one of my podcast Startup Academy students, Beth Basham. Beth and I were in a coaching program together several years ago, and we've worked together in several different capacities. She started talking seriously about starting a podcast almost a year ago. And of course, being the podcast teacher, I offered to be a sounding board if she had any questions. Fast forward several months, and she was still talking about a podcast, but hadn't taken any real action because she was feeling overwhelmed with all of the pieces. She decided to enroll in my signature program, Podcast Startup Academy. She joined the program, dove right in, binged the content, and launched her podcast in four days. I invited her on the show today to share her inspirational story. Without further ado, here's the conversation with Beth. Hey, Beth, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Julia, I'm so excited to be here with you today. Wonderful. Well, let's just start by having you tell us a little bit about what you do. Yeah, so I am a dietitian and I'm a food and body image coach. So I teach specifically women how to heal their relationship with their food and their body, overcome body hatred and live a more full life. That's a that's what I do in a nutshell. <laughs> that was very succinct. <laughs> you must have practiced that elevator pitch uh, quite a few times. You've got that down. They tell you to do that, so I do my best. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's jump right into the podcasting stuff then. Um, You do have your own podcast. And I know that you had thoughts of starting a podcast for quite a while. You and I have known each other for a few years now. And you officially launched in October. And so I'd love for you just to talk a bit about how you got off the fence and into action. That's a great question. You know, I was thinking about this podcast for probably six or nine months before I actually dove into all the things I needed to do to actually get it off the ground. And it was something of a nudge I felt for this long period of time. And I'll proceed that by saying I've always had a, um, relationship with social media that's been up and down, right? I I think a lot of entrepreneurs do. It's like a love-hate relationship. And just like most other entrepreneurs, there's days I feel completely fine being on social media. And there's other days that I'm just like, ugh, if there were only a way to reach people and tell them, you know, what I want to tell them in another way that wasn't reliant on showing up (laughs) on, on social media every day. And podcasting had been something for me that I always loved doing myself. So if I think about my own customer journey, being the customer, I 
love listening to podcasts. And specifically, I've always listened to a podcast before I've hired a coach of my own. And so those two elements combined led me to feel like, gosh, I could get off social media. I could also share my truth through my voice, which is something I love to do. And podcasting is something I do on my own customer journey as a customer. So why wouldn't I create a podcast to connect with my audience? Anyway, this nudge was happening, Julia, for a long time. And I just didn't go for it because I felt like there was a lot that I would have to do, right? It's that moment of, okay, here's this really cool idea, podcasting. It seems like a really great vehicle for connecting with my audience and you know sharing my truth through my voice, but it seems really overwhelming and daunting. So I will admit that part of my hesitation and the length of time I sat with this is because I was scared in some ways of all the work that would go into it. I hear that a lot. And I hear that there's a lot of pieces and people just kind of don't know where to start. They know they need equipment. They know they need a content plan. They know they need to identify their audience and all of those things, but they just kind of don't know where to start because there's so many different aspects of it. And so I hear you saying a little bit of that in your journey as well. And so, of course, you and I know each other because you came and joined my podcast, Startup Academy. You're one of my wonderful success stories. And so I'd love for you just to share how did the Academy help you on your journey? Yeah. So as I mentioned, I was just overwhelmed by all the pieces. And, you know, as a pretty ambitious person. I went online and I listened to, you know, you and I had had conversations before I joined the podcast Startup Academy and I've worked with other podcasters. So I've been a, a I've been interviewed on other podcasts many times. So I kind of had some idea of the basic operation, right? So I was able to go online. I looked up a lot of things. I kind of created a game plan, but it still felt daunting. And I knew how powerful coaching and support can be because I offer that to my clients. I've received it from other coaches. And I knew that I didn't want this project to like all consume everything else I was doing. You know what I mean? I think that when we take on a new platform, whether it be YouTube or social media or podcasting, it can like literally consume you. And I had a fear that the same would happen for me if I didn't have some very specific instruction about how to do the things and stay focused on the tasks. So when you introduced Podcast Startup Academy, and I'd seen some of the reviews online about how simple and easy you made it, I was like, hmm, this could be a great option for me. So I don't waste a whole bunch of my time trying to DIY this only to, I'm sure, make mistakes. Why don't I just partner with somebody who knows what the heck they're doing, follow her instructions and get this thing off the ground? I'm so glad to hear you say all of that. It's been my pleasure to support you on this journey for sure. And Beth is being a little modest here. So I'm going to give her a little shout out that she jumped into my program and had launched her podcast in, I want to say, what was it? Four days? That was a four, three or four, somewhere around there. As I mentioned, Julia, I'm fairly ambitious. And when I'm ready to do a thing, I do the thing. I will say that's probably a strength. 
and a weakness of mine, right? <laughs> a double-edged sword. But yeah, I, I really got into your content. Your videos were so easy. They're, they're short and precise. That's one thing I loved about the content. You know, you have a history in teaching and education. So you have this beautiful way of organizing information in a way that's very digestible and very efficient. So I would credit a lot of the speed in which I got my podcast up and running to the organization of the course itself, right? So it was helpful. I listened to a video, implemented, listened to a video, implemented, and the videos weren't very long. So I didn't feel like, oh, I have to carve out all this time on my calendar I could get tasks done in short periods of time. And I just happened to put those all together in f- over four days and got the thing done, which was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it was absolutely amazing to see your progress. And I'm so glad that the videos worked that way. That's you know kind of how I designed them to be kind of short and sweet. Just give you the information you need and make it as simple as possible and just you know, get you into taking action. And although I designed the course to be a six-week cohort, because not everyone is quite as ambitious and wants to jump in, you didn't feel like that was a good model for you. And you jumped in and you got all of the benefit. Anyway, you were able to start your podcast in four days, which is what you wanted to do. And then you still had the six weeks of support in the program to get feedback on other pieces, ask me questions, come to those weekly coaching calls. And so I say that because, um, you know, I have some people interested in my program out there and they'll say, oh, like six weeks, that's such a long time. I don't know if I want to wait that long. And so if you're the type of person that's like Beth and you just want to jump in and just do this thing, you certainly can with my podcast Startup Academy. And if doing all the things in four days is a little intimidating. You can take it at a bit of a slower pace and kind of stay on track with that six-week framework that I've designed. So no matter what type of person you are, it can work for you and your situation. Yeah. And I'll just add on to that, Julia. I was actually thinking to myself, what am I going to get out of these support calls since I've already done the thing? But what I did receive is additional professional advice on stuff that came up after I launched my podcast, right? And I don't have a specific example for you right now, but there were little tweaks and changes that I made to the podcast after I went full throttle that really helped polish the project and make it better. So I think one of the things was running the podcast through a noise reduction software. And when I went through your course initially, I'm like, I don't have time for this, right? I was like, I don't have time for this polishing of the noise. It's fine, right? Because I was trying to get stuff done. I was progress over perfection. Obviously, I do still have an example here. Um, But you, I came to a call and I asked you, like, why is this so important? You know, why would I, like, can I just skip this part? And you explained to me in detail why you wouldn't want to skip this part. And that kind of coaching helped me create a better product as time went on. So maybe my first few podcasts weren't quote unquote perfect when it came to podcast uh, leveling, I don't know, like the professionals would say, but over time, I think my podcast has gotten better and better as a result of getting those little insights and tips at those coaching calls. So just, you know, food for thought, if somebody is interested in kind of going all in, 
the support you get over the six weeks is still incredibly valuable. Thank you for sharing that as well. I definitely love to support all the podcasters, no matter what stage of the journey they are on. Um, And I was certainly proud of you for getting it started so quickly. And it was my pleasure to continue to support you. So I'm glad that that worked out for both of us. And I would love to just transition into you know, kind of ups and downs of podcasting. So I'd love to first hear about, you know, what are your favorite parts of podcasting? My favorite part of podcasting is the fact that I can do it in my PJs without putting my makeup on or getting camera ready. That is, again, one of the challenges of social media. Um, And while we don't always have to show up, quote unquote, picture perfect and some coaches will tell you not to, to provide authenticity. I just really liked getting behind the microphone and sharing what was on my heart in the moment and not thinking about the camera and how to, you know, fixate it or writing out copy that would be compelling and support my audience. It was just, it's just me and the mic and it's a raw opportunity for a conversation with my audience that comes from my heart. So it just feels, in other words, it felt really, really, it feels really, really heart-focused for me. So I can really use my authentic voice to share what's on my heart. Uh, I also really enjoy listening to podcasts. So being a podcaster just brings me joy to know that I can connect with people through that audio connection as well. There are so many wonderful things about podcasting. And I will just add that, you know, in addition to being able to do it in your PJs, you know, you can kind of do it when it works for your schedule, when you're doing those solo episodes that are just you, obviously, if you're coordinating with another person, that's different. But um, for me, I've become a bit of a night owl over the past couple of years. And I also recently moved into a new house and there's construction surrounding my house. So it's always noisy. And so I tend to report, record my podcasts at 1 or 2 a.m. because that's when my brain is like clicking and working. And that is when there's no construction noise. Um, and so it's just so wonderful that I can do it in a way that works for me. Absolutely. You're right. That's a great aspect of podcasting. So on the flip side, I would love to hear about some of the challenges that you face because it's all not not all sunshine and roses. And so what are some challenges that you faced and how have you overcome them? I think what comes with any technology is bumps and nicks in the road, right? We sometimes have to figure out how the mic works, how to install the software. You know, those things are challenges. I find I'm pretty computer savvy, so I was able to overcome those relatively easily. But I think bigger than that and a bigger challenge that I continue to face and continue to work to overcome is overthinking and trying to make my podcasts perfect. Mm -hmm. So I have, especially in my first few podcast episodes, I re-recorded them like three times because I just wasn't happy with the first recording. And mind you, this is not a five-minute recording. This is like a 20 to 30-minute recording. So if you add up all of those recordings, it's like over an hour of just talking at a mic in which I'd only take 20 minutes of that and actually publish. So overcoming this idea that my words and things that I say have to be perfect has definitely become a practice for me. And recognizing that just putting my face out there, actually, I should say my voice out there is actually the more 
important thing for my audience. In fact, I'm starting to learn that the imperfections in the things that I say, maybe I have to repeat myself or I get a little catch in my throat and I have to clear it. That's okay because guess what? I'm human. Uh, but I will say, despite knowing that, there is still moments when I am like, oh, I should re-record that one. I didn't say X, Y, Z, or I'll be falling asleep, right? At night, I'll be like, oh my gosh, I should have told the audience about this and this. And I, why didn't I do that? So I think that's pretty normal, but I would say that may be one of the bigger challenges that I said, you know, I'm still working to overcome. Yeah. And so I'd love just to hear, I know I have talked about perfectionism in particular on this podcast a few times before. Um, and so I have some particular coping strategies. And so for me, you know, I have a post-it on my desktop that says done is better than perfect. And so that's a good reminder for me. Um, and I, I kind of thrive on getting that external support, that external validation. So not that someone else has to tell me that it's necessarily good enough, but I need to hear from someone else, you know, are you being a perfectionist about this or are you overthinking this? You know, how can we move forward type of thing? And of course, if they tell me like, hey, this is good enough, just do it. That's helpful too. Um, but those are some of the things that I use to kind of get out of that spiral of perfectionism. And so I'm wondering if you have any specific techniques or um, resources that you have used in the past for not even just podcasting, but any type of perfectionism or overthinking that may creep in. Yeah. And I want to be careful not to climb down a rabbit hole here because a lot of my work with perfectionism uh, is in alignment with some of the work I do with my clients regarding their nervous system and feeling safe in my body and feeling safe with my circumstances. So not to, again, climb down a long road or stretch. I oftentimes just allow myself to do the thing. So publish the podcast that's not perfect. And for a minute after I do it, I put my hand on my heart and I just notice the sensations and the feelings coming up in my body, the fear, the trepidation, the question if someone's going to judge me. And so many of us, right, We those fears keep us from doing the thing because we want to stay safe within our community. We don't want to be judged. You know, that's biology. We don't want to be judged and torn apart by our community. So we do the things to stay safe. And in this case, staying safe looks like not publishing it until it's quote unquote perfect so that we can get that external validation, right? So mm -hmm. the practice is increasing our nervous system's capacity for feeling those uncomfortable feelings too. So when it's not perfect and you hit publish, hand on heart, close my eyes. This is not too weird for people. <laughs> and just notice the sensation in the body that I'm experiencing. And sometimes it's a increased heart rate, more rapid breathing, maybe my shoulders are tense. And I just allow myself to be in that experience for a few moments and then realize that I didn't die, right? Like I didn't die, nothing bad happened and I'm okay. I'm still safe. And while that might seem a little bit weird to listen, you know, someone listening to this, it's surprising at how that very short and simple practice can help you overcome some of those perfectionist tendencies. 
Absolutely. And I'm so glad that you expanded on that, uh, you know, knowing each other. I know that that's part of the work that you do. So I was hoping you might mention that as some of your techniques there, give listeners a little sneak peek of your work, what you do. Um, So I think that's a perfect segue to ask, you know, what is your podcast and where can people connect with you if they are interested in learning more? Absolutely. So as Julia mentioned, I launched my podcast in October of 2023, and its name is Beyond Intuitive Eating. So as a food and body image coach, I teach women how to overcome their body hatred, create a more healthy and happy relationship with food so they're not overcome with you know, obsession about what to eat, how much to eat, and they can drop the calorie counting, the restriction, and really feel confident using their intuition, using their body to guide the way towards optimal health. And for those who are curious, of course, you can go listen to the podcast uh, or share it with a friend you think it could help. Uh, In addition, I also have a Facebook group called Beyond Intuitive Eating if you choose to interface uh, with others in that way as well. And my website is bethbasham.com, B-E-T-H-B-A-S-H-A-M.com. And you can find more information there, including the link to the podcast. Perfect. Thank you so much. And as we're wrapping up today, I would just like to kind of open-ended if there's anyone out there who is thinking of starting a podcast, but isn't quite sure if they want to take the leap or they don't know where to start, what would you say to them? Don't be afraid to ask for support. I am a huge believer in partnering with experts to achieve my goals. You know, they say the average millionaire spends over $10,000 a year on support and self-development, right? And so that's the statistic I heard recently. So those who are achieving big things in this world are investing in themselves. And I think coaching is one of the best investments you can absolutely make in becoming a better version of yourself, whether it's starting a podcast, improving your health, et cetera, and so forth. And of course, I offer that support in form of Podcast Startup Academy, if anyone is interested. At the time of this podcast airing, registration is currently open for the January cohort. So you can head to thepodcastteacher.com slash startup for more information. Thank you so much for being here today, Beth. This was a wonderful and valuable conversation. Thanks, Julia. I really appreciate your time. Thanks for listening. If something in this episode resonated with you and you're thinking about starting your own podcast, I have a free resource that will help you. It's called the Podcast Roadmap, seven questions to start your journey. To grab it, just head to thepodcastteacher.com slash roadmap. See you next week.